Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is the AO Fitness team, Alex and Darren. Guys, what's going on? How are you today? Good. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having us on. I'm excited to dive into this. This is a couple of iterations of businesses for you guys. There's been a whole lot of experience and a whole lot of stuff leading up to this. Put us in your time machine, guys. Take us back to the beginning and the formulation of this business. What made you want to start AO and how did we get here today? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I'll try to make it quick running through the timelines as we do. Sure. <laughs> but uh, 2013, um, I was laid off from the oil field um, and, and I had been coaching in a gym in my local area um, from, for the first time, you know, for the first time getting into coaching and really started to pick up some momentum with it uh, because it was just exciting. It was fun to be able to reach people, to help people find joy in movement, which is what I had been doing for years and years and years. And uh, an opportunity came up that um, uh, I could run my own gym. So I kind of took it and had no clue what I was doing, had no partner, had nothing but myself and just said, well, I feel like I have a good idea and I feel like I'm, I can help some people. So let's, let's give it a go. So 2013, we started Black Dog CrossFit, which was the original, the original, original. Way, and way back. Way, way back. <laughs> Um, man, all kinds of stuff inside of 2013 to 2020, um, ups and downs and just years and years of doing different things inside the CrossFit gym. And then, uh, Corona, um, shutdowns and that led us to realize that I think online was the way to go for us as we were kind of already transitioning in that way. Well, we already. started, so we started our online business somewhat on a whim in 2019 um, prior to Corona, mm. um, a, a friend of ours. So we live in a transient town. Our gym was in a military town and they would always come in. They'd say like, Oh, I wish I could take you guys with us. And we were like, well, you can't, we're here, you know? Um, and so a friend of ours kept pushing us and saying, man, you guys should really start an online brand, really go into the online space. We we're like, okay, okay, okay. She was like, okay. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I don't have, have the bandwidth for that. Come on, yeah. stop doing this. Yeah. But um, so by the grace of uh, God, I guess, I don't yeah. know. And uh, some friends, we started with a few clients and then it just really started to grow into 2020, uh, 2020, excuse mm -hmm. me. And, um, and then when Corona hit. Yeah. Shut down, shut down for a couple of months. We came back for a month. And three people, three or four people came to the gym, like the entire month. All of our members wanted to stay online because yep. they were getting things that sure. we were giving in the gym. So, yep. and yeah. we had rented out equipment at that point. And I think that was a kind of a standard thing for a lot of brick and mortar places to do during right. that shutdown. Right, right. And uh, yeah, they were loving being at home. Uh, the time uh, requirement was, was better for people. You know, you don't have to drive to the gym and be in the gym and drive home from the gym. And then at that time, it's like, well, can you even be face to face with someone, you know, or are you yeah, going to get not much was known at the time? That's right. Sure. Right. right. 
so uh yeah we just kind of made the split decision um after our employees actually asked us like what do you want to do and it was a week after we had our second kid also perfect so we, timing yeah we yeah. had uh, we had ophelia in uh the last week of shutdown in oklahoma and then uh, a week later we made a decision to transition completely to the online space so sure. yeah. took yeah. the next 30 days to sell everything and then um yeah just we just kept flowing kept uh, moving that online business forward that's where the 4-h nutrition and training came from yep um happy healthy hungry and horny <laughs> or the four h's you know just all four what's the name just give us a name quickly um and then uh yeah go ahead. and is now transitioned to ao fitness concepts right. yes and oh, here God. we are with the business now and like we said a couple of different evolutions along the way you guys sort of dipped your toe into the online waters previous to this pandemic, but were sort of forced there, like many of us, but you chose to stay there now. Talk to us about the, the business and the service as it exists now. What do you guys do for your clients? Okay. Um, yeah. Well, how do we how do we put that into words? Um, I'll put it. Okay, into yeah, go ahead. Me, yeah, <laughs> you talking? I'll think. I got some things working in my head, so go ahead. Yeah, we're long talkers. Can you tell? No. Um, so we have two parts to our program. We have the daily grind, which is a signature group program that we offer. Um, that program itself is a really cool situation. It has actually evolved through our initial group programs in the gym and then into the online space but we wanted to create a um, offer that allowed people to come in at an affordable price, but they could not only get um, a variety of programs, flexible programs, because we're parents, we're busy and crazy, um, but also they it offers education. So the Daily Grind program actually gives three different tracks. Um, we call them full send, equipment light, and then um, no equipment at all. So if you're like at home with nothing yeah. all the way up to a gym, and then it also offers within those different tracks, different time domains. So if you need a 30 minute workout, if you need a 45 ah, minute workout okay. or a 60 minute workout, you can go in and choose exactly what you need. Okay. And the one thing that we really... Um, wanted to bring to the table was for people on the go like ourselves. So we have two small children. We run a business. I mean, it is not likely that we get to the gym for two hours a day, every right. single day or whatever. And so often we were finding that clients were losing consistency, even in the gym, because a season of life would be crazy and they would not be able to um, keep up with what they were doing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to create a group program that was flexible, <laughs> but also offered that like extra touch and education. So in addition to that, we also have a, what we call is our AO brain bank. And it's got over 30 plus documents of everything from how to get better sleep, how to, um, hydrate appropriately every day, how to, how to calculate your macros, yeah, meal planning, things along those lines. So it has a full encompassing education piece even in there also that you can go in and really find knowledge around what you're doing on a daily basis and really build a foundation of education in your fitness on a daily. Sure. That's been actually a big, a big bonus for what we do online because in the gym, 
you get you get them maybe three times a week or four times a week if you're lucky on a on a somewhat consistent basis one hour a day and yep. you have to teach them the movements in that moment and you don't get to talk about all these other things it's high five next class comes in and the next coach comes in yeah. and you're going through well online it's different it's a slower pace you know you can choose the time that you work out we are always online we have the ability to communicate with our members back and forth through true coach through geneva our, our like community app yep. and be able to share this information share documents share knowledge in a, in a way that just is not possible or at least for us was not possible at the time in a brick and mortar gym. in a one hour class right. one hour that's, class. that's really the beauty of going online is right. of course it prevents the or provides the the scalability right we're not limited by physical capacity anymore but everybody and anybody offered online services when the world shut down you guys differentiate yourselves with all of these different things right here's ways that you can continue to educate yourself in things beyond just how to snatch a barbell overhead right, right. things that are going to have an impact on your health and fitness as well as making it as accessible as possible for people who live similar lives to you, right? right? So many times we create businesses for services that we wish existed, right? Things that we ourselves would be looking for. And so you guys have this community of people like-minded looking for greater health and fitness, but in a way that fits within the rest of their lifestyle. Talk to us about the pricing for that because it sounds like there is a, a bit of legwork that goes into it on your end this isn't just some blanket program that you can send out to the masses what do you guys charge for this type of service so the price is 97 dollars a month and it includes a, an all-access situation and th again that was one of the biggest things for us with um not just the pricing, but also the program in itself is we wanted it to be flexible. Um, when we created this, the daily grind specifically, we had in mind the professional on the go, the mom and dad that were just like struggling to find anything that was gonna work for them, right? And um, a little bit of a backstory is I, again, I'm, I was postpartum with our daughter, Ophelia, and I would look at Darren on a very regular basis last year. And I said, if we didn't know what we knew, I would not even remotely be in the space that I am in my health and wellness. And I would be like a crumbling mess. And so we really found a gap with that, with other humans, other working professionals, which I think honestly, a lot of times, you know, th this like 28 to 40 ish years old, where it should be our golden years, right? It should be like the, the time of our lives. And we overwork, we're overstressed and we don't know how to take care of ourselves. Right. And that was where, where DG really came in and where we thought like, man, we want to fill the gap and help these people that, are overworked, overstressed, and that the, the fitness industry sometimes like passes over, right? Because you're either the older population that, you know, you need to stay healthy for the long term, or you're the younger population that's like growing out in the gym, which is cool too. We've been there. That doesn't um, speak to people like us though. You know, it doesn't yeah. speak to the people who only have maybe 30 minutes on a Tuesday afternoon to get something in. Right. right. 
there's this two hour program that you have to go to a globo gym to do. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, the pricing was, um, obviously there's a lot of education and legwork in there, right? We, you have a program, you get education, you also get support through coaching. Um, Darren mentioned it. We have a private community called, it's in an app called Geneva, right. um, that you can go and chat with the members. You can also communicate with us. We also do a monthly live in that um, platform that we do mini trainings and you can also do Q and A's mm-hmm. um, and I you can a, ask questions. So I have office hours, uh, at least once ah, okay. yeah. because they have an audio room inside of that Geneva app. Yeah. So I can yeah. literally just be working on the computer, open the phone up and people jump on, they ask questions, they jump off as they need to. And that's yeah. been pretty cool too. Yeah, so this isn't, like we said, just a a mass program to email out to anybody and everybody. There's really multiple layers of this because at the end of the day, people can get a program. People can get a million programs for free anywhere and everywhere on the internet. You guys wanted to take it a step further, and that comes at $97 a month. Now, Alex, you team me up perfectly because you really described the avatar, the target market that you're going for, what does the marketing look like to get in front of that person to then, and to to bring them into the business? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, so primarily, are you talking about like, uh, where do we market? How do you, yeah. How do you get leads? How do you get people to even know that AO exists? Yeah. Well, so we've been in the space for a lot of years. Um, That has been primarily one of our biggest things is just overall awareness over time. Um, And organic 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 referrals, honestly, has been a really big thing for our company specifically. Um, But I do operate on Instagram and Facebook. We are working into some other spaces and um, we have one video on TikTok. We have, <laughs> we have, we're working on TikTok we're starting, <laughs> you know, we're, we're the older millennials. Yeah. So TikTok's a little interesting for us, right. but uh, so we operate primarily on Facebook and Instagram. Um, we obviously have a website and offer free resources, things along those lines. Um, and we haven't spent money on Facebook ads since we ran boot camps in the gym in 2016, 17, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. for us, that stuff just didn't work the way that we thought it would. But mm-hmm. what does work is us getting results for people and them talking to family and friends. Yeah. And that's, that's really how we have grown at all, especially since closing the gym, not having that face-to-face yeah come in and see our facility come in and talk to me face-to-face because we are definitely people persons people peoples people persons (laughs) and you know when you when we get in front of people in a gym we can get our hands on you and move you and coach you I think there's a different level um, of appreciation for that stuff so to be able to do that online was the trick and to to kind of go back a step too when you talk about pricing you know, we were not $97 at first. Um, I think getting to the point that we valued what we were doing at a uh, higher yeah. level, right? Because like, you know, we're talking to other gym owners too, right? Who are probably underpriced as most Very. gym most coaches are. Yep. And to be able to just say like, okay, this is what we need at this many members to make a living, to take care of our family, to have retirement and do the things we want to do with our kids. 
Um, yeah, so we we definitely stepped up from where we first started when we first came online to where we are now. Sure. And it sounds like it's been more organic than anything else, right? You mentioned we did Facebook ads back when we had a brick and mortar facility, but it's been more, let's focus on the product, right? We can have the best marketing, the best sales system in the world, but if we're putting out a shitty product, people are going to notice, right? right? And so the same exact opposite is true as well. If we're putting out a great product, people are going to notice. For you guys, with this being online, it seems far more scalable. Are you guys able to increase the number of people that you work with now? Are you actively trying to bring people in? Yeah, so it's been an interesting transition, really. Yeah. I'll let you jump in, but I just want to say real quick, you know, it's been an interesting transition because we were heavy individualized, one-on-one -on -one online for right. the first few years. And just recently is when we've kind of made this transition to um it's not even a transition it's we've added a, another uh area to work with us another the daily line of that group program yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and that's kind of been our focus now so on that line of of stuff yes the the yep. the um, potential is endless right like and we see that and I, we truly believe that and that's one reason why we have the different tracks and the different time domains is because not one person has all the time and all the information so yeah. we want to be able to bring in as many people as possible. Yeah. Well, and the reason why we created Daily Grind 2 was because we were becoming capped out in our ID space. So um, Darren and I work as a team. We both have knowledge in nutrition and training, but the two of us really love to work cohesively in an individualized space where he sure. focuses primarily on the training and I focus on the nutrition and lifestyle. Um, which is just where our passions are lying. And we really have a belief that if you love what you do, then you're going to do it extremely well versus yeah. trying to do everything. So um, part of our, our build into daily grind and our, our additional um, service with this in the new year was the fact that we were having, we had more ID clients than we, or not more, but we were wanting to bring in more ID clients or people were wanting to work with us. And we just didn't have the space for them. More time we intensive, have the, right? Right. We, we exactly. have the mental space, the, yeah. the mental capacity to, yeah. to bring on that many. And or the physical time. Yeah. And so when we started to create daily grind, we still wanted to be, be able to offer that love and, and that, that, that level a of feel yeah. of sure, what we sure. brought in the space, but to be able to give it to other people or more than just, you know, 30 to 40 members that we could physically hold individually. Yeah. So that's also where the expansion came from was because we had people that were like, man, I, I want to work with you, but either maybe the price point was too high for a one-to-one yeah, Mm -hmm. right. or we just didn't have the capacity and we were like we still want to be able to serve members in that manner um without yeah, a natural compliment for sure yeah. yeah yeah and so have so, you guys kicked around the idea of adding in any kind of marketing service not even specifically facebook ads or something to get people because that seems like you could really really grow that side of things right so we um, recently, I have a really close friend of mine um, that 
is in like the marketing and email world. Mm -hmm. So we have um, talked with her about adding, well, not so much um, doing, what what am I trying to say? Ads. Yeah. Not so much doing ads per se, still kind of creating things organically, but making sure that we're auditing our like um, social media or emails lists and things along those lines so that we are actually capturing those ICAs, the people that we are really looking to um, serve and to help. Mm -hmm. We want to push still for organic reach, but we also know that we just need some help figuring out how to lay something like that out. How do you lay out a content plan instead of just always being kind of like randomly posting or having like a short-term thought? We want someone, we're going to bring somebody in who can lay this grand idea that we have in our heads out on paper for us and give us like this timeline of, okay, now we're doing this, now we're doing this, but it's all leading to the end goal of bringing in more people, bringing people to the program. Yeah. Yeah. What's the the structure? What's the blueprint that we can follow that still resonates with our message for this business, right? It's not just how can I get anybody and everybody knocking on our door? How do I get the right people, the people that Alex, you spoke about, the people that are similar to us who want this type of service. And so you mentioned, I mean, obviously bringing those types of people in, paint us a a picture of the future. What's the, the grand vision for this? Where are you guys striving towards down the road? So ideally, um, this is going to be fun. Oof, we've got, we've got a lot of ideas. So when you, <laughs> yeah, I always tell people like, be prepared because we are the most wild entrepreneurs you'll probably ever meet in your whole life. Which is why we got a VA recently. <laughs> we did get Thank a VA. goodness that we finally got one because this has been our our life for almost ten years without one. Poor Kathy, if she is hearing this, she just, she just knows she reigns us in. Yes. Um, okay. So goal, uh, end of your goal, we are talking, um, we obviously daily grind is one of our biggest growers right now. We do have two open slots for ID for individualized design, um, which is the, the very, uh, high touch one-on-one, but, our goal is to be able to grow daily grind to um, three, 350 members, um, which seems, I don't know, maybe in the grand scheme of things, not like a lot of people, but uh-huh. um, it's enough. Uh, yeah, we want Definitely. it to be enough, but we also want it to continue to still have a very uh, tight niche of people that are being served and taken care of, you know, and there are some, um, companies that even in the online space that have, you know, hundreds of uh, thousands of people under their program. And that's phenomenal. Um, but for us, I think we would really love to have, you know, two to maybe 400 individuals in daily grind that are, um, interactive and that gain knowledge and have the things that they need to be able to live healthy and happy. Um, because we're also still heavily involved in individualized. And that's a lot of where our kind of future thoughts are going with AO is this mesh, this balance of, you know, daily grind that supports the business on its own and is a just wonderful program that people can come into find success, gain knowledge, and maybe step into an ID spot at some point down the line. And then we 
we are pushing and thinking forward to a higher level ID, individualized design, where we're not just talking about nutrition and movement, but we're talking about mental health, uh, physical health, holistic, holistic medicine, and nutrition and training. So we're kind of like developing a, a, an idea for the middle part to end of this year um, to bring in some other pieces that could that could incorporate all of that into one place um, for a high level offer um, for the right individual. Yeah, there's always that sort of Pareto's principle, 80-20. There's always people willing to invest more money for higher level services. And what are we doing? I appreciate that you guys are, are looking to serve those people, mm-hmm. right? Because they're going to go somewhere for those types of services, we may as well keep it in-house and and continue to have a loyal client that's really, really invested in what we do. Guys, we could could jam out about this for hours, but as we approach the end of our time today, at least, where can people find out a little bit more about AO? What's the website? AOfitness.pro. AOfitness.pro is the website. And then- Social uh, media? Yep. Instagram, uh, Darren underscore AOfitness. AOfit.co. Go to the website. (laughs) You can find our website at AOfitness.pro, P R O. And then all of our handles are AOfitness.co, C O, which is uh, AOfitness concepts. So, got it. Yeah. There we go. Perfect. Well, he is the same. (laughs) I think. Guys, it's been a whole bunch of fun. I really appreciate the chance to kind of dig into business owners in our industry and their mindset and, and how they choose to run their business and why. I appreciate your time. I'm excited to see what the future for AO holds. And I wish you guys nothing but the best. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Well, I, thanks for having us. I've enjoyed some previous episodes that, I, that I've listened to as well. So I look forward to hearing. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Our job here is done, guys. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. Thank you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business to gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of three Anytime Fitness locations in Western Wisconsin, Rick Eichmeyer. How are you doing today, sir? Good morning. I'm doing great, Dominic. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for taking some time to be with us. Uh, excited to get in, talk about you, your club. So let's just dive into it. Give us an idea. You're a, a triple franchise owner. Uh, you've been in this game for going on just about 10 years here. So just give me a general overview of, of your clubs and, and what your feel is for your little spot in the industry. 
Um, well, it is a little spot in the industry. Um, it's a huge industry out there, but uh, I'm proud to be part of it. Um, you know, we, I got into this business uh, 10 years ago almost just because I was looking to own a business really and fell into it. Um, but what I found was, especially with Anytime Fitness, is just a model that it, it, it relates to my personality. I, I'm a I'm a person-to-person -person individual, and it's it's just fun to talk to people and get to know their stories and, and relate to them. And the gyms have allowed me to do that. I'm in my gyms working every day, and it's what I do. But the most important part is I get to build relationships with new people and make new friends. And uh, it's, it's a joy to go to work. I don't work anymore. I go and play in my gyms. So... That's what I do. That's a great way to look at it. And, um, you know, there, there are tons of service businesses and it can be super cliche where people say, I'm not in the X business, I'm in the people business, but it doesn't get a lot more personal and relationship based. I'm, I'm sure in some aspects, it, there are a few professions, but not many that are so accessible to anybody who wants to have that type of career that you can be that involved with people like fitnesses. I'd agree with that. Um, you know, we have, I've got members who are 14 years old and I've got members who are 86. And I've had, I've had members that are over 90 in my clubs and everyone brings their own story into it and their own goal. And one of the things we tell all prospective new members when they walk in is, you're not competing against anybody else in this gym. Your goals are your individual goals and they're different than everybody else. And that's all you have to focus on. You know, don't worry about the person running next to you on the treadmill or the person over there, you know, you know, on, on the weight bench or something like that. Focus on you and what you're wanting to do and, and, and make yourself healthier every day. And that awesome. seems to go a long way. Heck yeah. I mean, who could argue with any of that? So I want to get into a little bit about your, your philosophies and your um, kind of your tenure as you've expanded from one to two to three locations and what that's looked like. But you, you came from an outside industry. You had a, a business background beforehand, but we're looking for an opportunity. It ended up being Anytime Fitness and you've embraced it, loved it, you're living it. Uh, but give us a little bit of a background. What, what was Rick doing and what led to this? Um, so graduating from college back in Nebraska, I'm from Nebraska. Um, I, I started where my career in business started with Goodyear Tiny Rubber Company, you know, and I, uh, I was with them for 11 years, moved eight times in those 11 years up through the upper Midwest. So um, I was young, single. My wife was, we were newly married, so we had nothing holding us back. So we looked at it as adventures in life just to go see different parts of the country and doing different things. And I, and I grew and got a lot of experience both in, in retail and wholesale sales in that industry. Um, from there, I went, uh, you know, I, I after I left Goodyear, I, I bopped around a couple of different things, but then I, I landed with a, a regional cell phone company called U.S. Cellular. Spent 12 years with them. Fabulous organization, great leadership style. Um, their culture was 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 really what what I gravitated toward, and gave me the opportunity to really learn and grow as a leader, not a manager, but a leader uh, with my teams, and uh, learned a lot about you know about that very aspect as well as continuing to grow in sales, both in wholesale and direct sales, as well as retail sales, managing re, uh, uh, multiple stores and locations. So um, I've just, I've been blessed with, with the luck of having, being in some great places and being around great people. I've got great mentors that, that I still keep in touch with at U.S. Cellular and uh, it was, it was a great fit. Um, but 
it, it came to a time where it was time for me to do something else. It was just, I, I was feeling the itch. Um, my bucket list had always had owning a business on it and uh, trying to be a business owner and do my own thing. And so one day I told, talked to my wife and says, I think I need to leave. And she says, then leave. She gave me all of her support, which is huge. And uh, so I left you a silo without any, any future in front of me and said, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to go, I'm going to go find a new path and uh, start looking around and, and found this gym for sale in, in the lacrosse area. And it was anytime fitness. And so it intrigued me. And so I contacted the owners, talked to them a little bit. They were out of the twin, the, the Minneapolis area. And then, uh, Anytime Fitness corporate offices were located in Hastings, Minnesota at that time. So I actually drove up there and met with some of the, the founders, met with several of their different uh, departments and really gravitated toward their culture. It was very much membership driven or customer driven in what they wanted to do. And their philosophy was the members experience is the most important thing in the world. And if you give them a great experience, they're going to be your member for a long time. And uh, that's what it's about: is creating a memorable and great member, you know, member experience, and uh, and just building relationships. And so that's what got me into the industry right off the bat. And then from there, um, opened my first one or bought my first one in 2012. I knew that I wanted to do more, and I had I had more in me. So it wasn't long after I opened my first one that I identified as a second location, um, and was able to finally make that. Uh, bring that one and open it up in, in a couple of years later in 2015. And uh, after that, then the pandemic hit, so I slowed down a little bit, but opened my third one then at the end of last year. And uh, they're all within 20 minutes of each other. So it's a, it's an easy drive. It means I can be very visible in the clubs and, uh, and, and get to know people everywhere. What, what a cool story. And it's, it's interesting to see, um, you know, the more we've, we've had a slew of, anytime fitness owners, um, on the show and everybody's from, you know, the background story is unique, but there is almost, um, I think almost universally, or at least I'd say 90 plus percent of people that come on, uh, talk about the anytime fitness culture, the support from corporate, the, the direction, so many of the things that, uh, when you're in a franchise and we get to talk to people on the air and off the air, uh, you will hear people, you know, airing, airing their, their grievances and sometimes dirty laundry. And there aren't a lot of complaints about any time as a franchise that people that we hear there. So suffice to say, they're doing something right as far as making owners, you know, want to stay with the brand, want to have multiple locations. And a lot of it sounds like it's the alignment for, um, those who want to serve and just have a really good in-gym culture and especially for owners that want to be present. I know there are some absentee or some remote owners or some, sure. some, some group managed gyms, but it feels like, you know, the, the people that I get on that want to have some involvement in their gym are those who are also performing at the highest level. So that's something that you take to heart uh, with three locations uh, we talked about a little bit off the air, but uh, you've decided that you're going to have a schedule. You're going to be in gym certain days. How many iterations of that did you go through and how did you, how did you settle on the way that you um, work this right now so that you have that visibility and connection? Um, so I, as I mentioned, when I bought my first gym, I, I was the only one working in it. Um, I had, I, I hired a personal trainer. 
um, had one in there, but it was him and I that were working in that gym. And I was in there every day doing everything. And I, I'm, I'm, I wear a lot of different hats. I, I do all my own repairs. Uh, I fix my own equipment. I've gotten certified to fix a lot of my own equipment. Um, you know, I'm, I, I clean toilets. I, you know, I vacuum, I mop floors. You know, I, if I can't do it, why should I expect one of my staff members to do it? Cause I, you know, that's, that's kind of my feeling. I need to show the way and I need to demonstrate what I expect to have done. Um, and if it's dusting the top of a shelf or rearranging or whatever. Um, but it's, it's just, it's just being visible. And when I bought the third club and opened it, I, the importance for me of being, being able to have visibility in that club and especially that club, cause it's new, you know, my, my, other two clubs have already been open for a few years, so I know a lot of the people in there. Um, so I, I made made it a focus that I'm I'm in I'm in every club every day. I I uh, I drive to every club every first thing in the morning. Uh, check them out. I go in. I talk to the morning uh, the morning members that are in there. Um, we we bring bananas in on a regular basis and put them in and give bananas away in the morning to people who want those. And so it's and I interact with everybody. Um, the new club, I, I'm trying to be in there again every day, but I schedule myself to be one full day in each club. You know, I'm I'm a manager, but I'm also an employee. And so I have to work. And so, you know, whether it's in, you know, the West Salem Club, the Onalastic Club, or the La Crescent Club, I work a full day in those. And, and that gives me a chance to meet and greet people, uh, ask questions, find out what they're experiencing, what they like, what they don't like, especially guests that come in it's a great tool to ask a member from a different club how our club is and what they have in their club maybe that we may want to bring into our facilities to help it, to help improve the member our members experience you know maybe it's a piece of equipment or how something's set up so that they are a great resource when you have a guest from a different club coming into yours and using your facility um, plus they're, they're not used to your club so you can you can get an honest feedback from them um, so it's just it's that is very important to me to be in those clubs on a daily basis and, and see them and then uh, floating the other days to make sure that if I have a member meeting or if I have a business meeting or something like that, I've got a couple of flow days I can work those in. Yeah, absolutely. Hit, hit a lot of good points there. And I'm going to at least try to pick out a couple I can do some justice to. The thing that stood out the most to me was the the feedback you can get from clients and not just from your own club members, but from the visiting. So I'm thinking, well, if you're in the club a lot, they know you, they know you're the owner. Some people will tell you if, if anything is out of place, if there's anything that they want to give for feedback, but then there are some people that either don't want to hurt your feelings or don't want to rub you the wrong way. And they'll be a little bit more reserved, but guests are such a good resource because they are always going to feel like they can speak the most candidly and, um, you know, whether it's pros, cons or otherwise. And I think it's, it's kind of, there's no fear of retribution. And, and I think humans by nature want to be helpful. So whether it's information that you already knew, didn't know, had heard a million times, you can get it in that unfiltered way. And I think that's, it's a really neat thing about how anytime has this nationwide reciprocity and you know, it is a brand that people will look for when they travel. Um, one of the reasons I keep my Anytime Fitness membership is I know that I like to travel a lot and it's it's not always convenient to go to a class somewhere or drop into a scheduled gym, but I can always, you know, grab 
bring bring some shorts and a sweat towel and and I can go to an anytime any at, at any time so it's it's right. really neat to have that but I never thought about the uh I guess I've never offered unsolicited uh feedback to an owner but if they're there and asking I think that's that's a really cool avenue that not a lot of people get to explore or think about exploring so I love that you have that point of view on it that's seems like it, it may have taken um you know, I don't know if that's something that would strike people right away, but at whatever point you realized that that had to be a game changer for you. Well, and, and it was, and, you know, to add, add one piece onto that, uh, one of my goals in 2022 is to create a member advisory council in each of my clubs. And I want to get a, a, a cross demographics of, you know, four or five, six, six members who would be willing to sit down and talk to me on a quarterly basis in a group. And, you know, I want to share things we're seeing that are coming up that get their impact and, and opinion on, but also what they're seeing or hearing from, from what they see on the other side as a membership. So we can continue to improve the club and make it better every day. Um, so that's one of the things that's on our, our goal list for 2022 is to create that council. Very cool. Yeah. It's, there is a fine line between being a slave to every to the whim of every person who, you know, might have any, any type of little quibble, but if you can get a good cross section, I think you get a general idea, run it through your, you know, your management, however, you know, whatever your hierarchy is and, and find the things that are going to move the needle because often what we think would be really cool or a great addition to a club can fall on deaf ears or, or can be way far afield of what the members actually want. And, unless you've got unlimited time, space, and budget, you've always got to make some type of choice or compromise. So I think if you go with, you know, the things that will work best for all three and include the members into that process, I I don't see a lot of downside there. No, I I don't either. And again, it continues to build that interpersonal relationship between and, 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 and the lessons that gap between an owner and and or a the, the working staff in a club and the memberships and it creates and it continues to bring that bond closer together. Absolutely, absolutely. So I want to talk on a, a couple of topics here, other things that can interrelate between having multiple clubs, multiple feedback venues, things like that. So um, before we dive into the, the benefits, I want to we often get people there like I have one business, I have one gym, I have one club. I'm thinking about a second. I don't know how to know when I'm ready, what things I need to have in place. Uh, I've got all these processes. I know how I do things in one spot. Besides that, sometimes just like, when do I make the move? So from one to two and two to three, were there any key indicators for you? Like, Hey, it's time. I'm ready. I can, I can pull attention away from one to go to two, one and two to go to three. Were there any big inflection points for you there? I, um, I can't say that there were. Um, you know, no, I, no bolt, you know, lightning bolt out of the sky or anything like that that said it's time. It's just, I think it, it came more of a comfort that, you know what, I think I can do now three, you know, and, uh, um, you know, with, and, you know, I've had to change my management. Uh, style a little bit and and how my staffing levels go so i've changed that quite a bit um but it it's really internally i my 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 clock just said it's time and uh time to start looking and of course having the support of your spouse so that uh you know, they're, yeah they're okay with because obviously a third club is a lot more time 
you know, and, uh, you know, the hours are a lot, you know, a lot longer and you're doing a lot more and you're pulled a lot of different directions. And so you've got to have that support behind you. Yeah, for sure. Now from a, a corporate level, um, is there any difference from the interactions with any time, you know, when you're, you're kind of unproven, you're somebody they don't know, you, you're going into your first location versus how they help support guide any or all of the above when you're saying, Hey, I want to go from one to two. I want to go from two to three. Is it, um, and I, I don't want to get you in any hot water here. So we can, we can go at this any way that we need to, but you know, is there, is there more suggestion towards start one from scratch versus buy existing or is just, Hey, these are the things that you want. And this is the best fit that we see for you. How can we make it go together? You know, I'll, I'll never say that we're, I, you know, we don't live in a perfect world. So, you know, there are things between, you know, gym owners and anytime fitness that it's, it, you know, you can, you can say a little bit, it's a love hate relationship, but a heck of a lot more love. It really mm -hmm. is. And one of the amazing things about anytime fitness is that they, they've really created a, a almost a turnkey process in terms of the steps you take to, to opening a facility, um, the support they give you. I mean, everything from, they'll help you find real estate. They'll help you negotiate a lease. They'll help you, you know, set you up with a banker if you need to and things like that. So they've got the resources. You just need to ask the question. And if you don't know what the questions to ask, they'll even help you with that. They'll send you a list of what questions should you be asking. So it is really a supportive effort. Um, they ask the hard questions, you know, they, they, you know, they want to make sure you succeed. And so they're going to challenge you on locations. They're going to challenge you on if it's the right time. Uh, they're going to challenge you on making sure that you're, you know, you've, you've got enough money and, and cash flow and things like that to put into it. So um, they make, you know, they, they make you answer the questions, but they set you up to really be in a spot in, in a position to succeed. Um, I, I, I'm really, I'm going to give them kudos for that. They really do. It sounds like, they make it feel like it may be tough, but your goals stay in alignment. They want you to succeed because they want you to succeed and that's good for you, but it's also good for the business. They don't want a gym opening that's gonna close in six months or a year. So you know that they want you to put, they wanna help put you in a position to be viable for as long as you can in the type of owner, the type of operator that's going to also be beneficial to them as a business. Correct. And, and again, they have flexibility too. Um, if I can share a quick story, sure thing. Um, when I was in the, in the middle of opening up my second club, you know, I knew where I wanted to go. I knew the location of this club. This is the car dealership that, that had been closed for several years. And so I wanted to go there, had great visibility, tons of windows right on a major highway coming into, into the town I'm in. And that's where I wanted to be. Um, well, the owner of the building, he's, he's, you know, he's on, he owns some other car dealerships, but you know, it's a small town area. So corporate real estate got involved and the first communication um, with, with business, the building owner, he wanted absolutely nothing to do with it. They sent him a packet of a lease stuff and, you know, it was two inches thick, you know, you know, and all this legal, all the legal stuff. He said, I don't want anything to do with that. Absolutely not. So the realtor that I was working with contacted me and says, he doesn't want to do this, Rick. Here's why. I said, don't worry about it. I'm going to come and talk to him and we'll, and let's go together and see him. I asked corporate to back off my real estate agent. I went in there and we, we negotiated to leave personally and corporate was just fine with that. So 
they also listen when we need them to step back. So, and help with that. They recognize that. Yeah, it, it's great. And I've heard different stories about flexibility and accommodation, whether it be in uh, training style, program offerings, equipment, layout. Um, I talked to a guy a few weeks ago who um, he wanted to build his as a, a basically open concept, didn't want to have a lot of walls and rooms and things like that. And it's like, you know, there may have been a little pushback and some suggestions, but this was my dream training center. And I just, I wanted to have it and be associated with any time. And I gave them a good case study and models and showed them my plan. And they said, all right, you may not quite fit the mold, but you're like a, not a square peg in a round hole, but maybe, an, maybe an oval that we're going to shave the edges off a little. So it's, it's really neat to hear how they at least are open to feedback and aren't completely steadfast and it's our way or find another franchise. Right. And, you know, so, you know, coming out of the corporate world um, that I had been in for, for so many years, I, I see their point of view. I really do. I mean, they want, you know, their gyms need, look, look consistent. They have standards that they expect all of their facilities. And actually, I call them clubs. I don't call them gyms. I call them clubs. Mm -hmm. um, I think it, I think there's a little differentiator there. For but sure. I, I, I believe, you know, I understand what they're wanting. They want consistency. So if I walk into one of my facilities or if I walk into a facility in, in Tucson, you know, or Phoenix, Arizona, or, you know, Omaha, Nebraska, or anywhere, I'm going to see the basic, same basic thing that identifies it as anytime fitness, color schemes on the walls, the type of equipment that are in there, the cleanliness standards, would, you know, that, that should be in there, all those types of things, you know, this, the same security system. You know, that's one of the benefits of having any time fitness is it's everywhere. So your key fob gets you in everywhere. So it's a nice thing. So I get it from their point of view too. And, but their flexibility is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just, the more I talk to people in, in all different areas, the more I can see why um, anytime just, I don't know if they're the fastest growing, but boy, it, it, it sure feels like it. So it, it could be just my opinion, but if they're not the fastest, they have to be one of them because it seems like some, the people at the top, for lack of better words, they just get it. They understand that there's, there's balance, there's different backgrounds, there's fitness people, there's business people, there's investors, there's different people that come in. And as long as you can get them on board with, this is the client experience we want to be able to deliver everywhere. Can you work with this? If so, we'll support you. Let's make this happen together. Right. Yeah. Super cool on that end. So we only have a few minutes left, but there's a couple of topics I want to at least broach. Um, as far as your multi-location um, ability to leverage, take care of economies, scale, things like that. Um, big topics that always come up are marketing, advertising, um, getting new people in the door, whatever you want to call it, right? Generating interest. Uh, are there any overarching strategies that you found generally work as a blanket that you've, you know, in leveraging having multi-locations or is it still very unique club to club? You know, when I first opened the clubs, you know, it was very, it, it was the standard marketing ways. I mean, we were doing direct mail, we were doing, you know, flyers, we were doing a lot of things like that. And we've moved now more towards social, toward a lot of social marketing, um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, things like that. Um, with my new, and, and we have, you know, I have banners that I put up. I have yard signs. We do direct mail. We do email, email blast to our members and referral bonuses and things like that. Um, but 
it, it's also visibility. I, you know, I, I build relationships with all of my neighbors. I go out and personally introduce myself to all of my business neighbors right in the, in, within a block or two of the clubs. I'm talking to them. Uh, we, we leave seven-day passes and flyers and stuff. We still make some flyers up, but it's not to the, to the degree that we used to. Um, but we still make them up and drop them off on, you know, put them on, on bulletin boards and things. So it's, there's a little bit of guerrilla marketing in there, but it's also a, a lot of social media now. Too. Do you find that with, with Anytime Fitness generally having reciprocity, but you having um, multiple locations, uh, you know, it could be one is near someone's home, one's near their work. Do you find that that's anything that you've been able to leverage as like, we, we have our three locations and, and we can point out the convenience or community involvement. Have there been any aspects, anything you can do there, or even, um, you know, community involvement, things where you can, you know, maybe leverage whatever marketing budget you have, or, you know, get to something where having three is, gives you a little bit more power than having one? I, I don't know if that, that really is a big deal because really I treat each club as an individual business. I really do. Um, you know, because they're all in, in their own communities. Neither one of them overlap the communities. They're in different towns. Um, there, and there's actually five clubs within the rate, within about a 10-mile radius of, you know, of where I'm at. And so there's two other clubs in the area. So I don't think there's way much to leverage all three, owning three businesses. There really isn't, you know, and that's not something I want to say, oh, I own three clubs. Okay. You know, it's, it's not, that's not what it's about, but the reciprocity is a big thing. You know, we've, we've gotten to build some relationships with uh, trucking companies. Um, I've got one company that uh, some drivers, I've got great parking in one of my clubs. They use my clubs to work out and shower versus truck stops. Now he says, I haven't been in a truck stop in six months, Rick, cause I stopped here. Great. I love that, you know? And so we can, we've been able to leverage that a little bit to market to those industries to say, Hey, you know what? Those guys are on the road. They need to work out a little bit or need to stop. We've got that capability. Yeah. And for anybody who's never been in a truck stop bathroom or in a truck exactly. stop at all, um, <clears throat> anytime fitness, it, I would say most of them because of the cleanliness standard and what they have, I think it's almost worth the membership just <laughs> just for the bathrooms, showers, and, and cleanliness. And they're usually always located, you know, near some other good services that you can find or whatnot. But yeah, there, yep. was, there certainly was a time in my life when I was traveling for work where I, I kept my anytime membership for exactly that reason. Like I may or may not work out, but I'm going to stop there to get a shower and, you know, know, know that I'm going to be someplace cleaner and nicer than, than anywhere else I can be. So I love exactly. that. What I don't love, sir, is we're nearly out of time here, so I'm, I'm going to have to bid you farewell. Um, a lot of topics. Uh, who knows, maybe in a, in a perfect world, we'll be able to get you back on because there's a lot we didn't get to. Um, but before I let you go, is there anything um, overarching, any big lesson, anything that you think has served you the best and led you to the level of success that you have now? You know, Dominic, first of all, let me thank you for the opportunity. Um, and if the opportunity did come along again down the road that, uh, that we could talk again, I'd certainly look forward to that. I really would. Um, this has been a lot of fun. You know, one of the things that I've learned is I got to focus on the little things and the things that make me successful. You know, I, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things that are out there. There's a lot of, of fitness facilities and, 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 and things like that. But, you know, focusing on the little things that we do well in our club, everybody's got equipment. 
everybody's got stuff. So my people make a difference. My, my team make the, make the difference in, in our facilities and the cleanliness in our clubs and the attention to detail that we give. That's what, that's, what's important. And I think that's, that's one thing I would just like part on and say. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate your time. It's been great having you definitely want to try to get you back on at some point, but for now, thank you for being here. It's been a pleasure. I, I just appreciate you just coming on and sharing everything you have with us. Thank you very much. Make it a great day today. Will do. You've helped. And to everyone out there listening, we appreciate you just as much. We wouldn't be here without you listening. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. And if you want to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard. Keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I'll be your host today, and I'm here with Milo from Cape Fitness in California. What's up, Milo? How are you today? Doing good. Thank you for having me on, Brianna. Appreciate it. Of course. Awesome. We're excited to have you. All righty, let's jump into the details here. What is it that made you want to own your own facility? Um, probably most like, more like the all other business owners or gym owners, right? The passion of helping out others, you know, making an impact in people's lives and, and whatnot. Um, and of course, uh, wasn't everything that I thought it was going to be. You know, my passion quickly became a business mindset of, you know, doing something for the good of people to, you know what, I have to make a dollar out of this now because it's my living. So, um, yeah, quickly changed my mind of owning a business. But uh, in the overall picture, I'm glad, when, you know, the way everything turned out. So. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's usually the way that it goes. It's the passion that gets you started. And then you realize, exactly. well, I have to find a way to make money <laughs> from this. So yes, absolutely. Definitely. So your, your business model. So you have a pretty cool business model. So I'd like to get into that for sure. So how do you structure things within your facility? How does it work? Yeah, well, the way we structure it now wasn't the way that we always started, right? I mean, it started off where Cape Fitness was Cape Fitness. That was the building name, and that's what we started off as. Um, it eventually grew to where I had a partner. Um, he ran a soccer academy, and we came about uh, meeting each other through a mutual client. And so we found this huge facility 
Um, originally, when I first started off, it started off in a about 40, 4,200 square foot facility, which is a decent size, and that's where Cape Fitness was. Um, and then once I met my partner, my new partner, we found a facility that was 12,500 square feet. So he ran the soccer academy. I did the sports performance side of it. Um, and so we decided to marry the two together and became a United Sports Academy. Um, and then I also trained professional boxers at the same time. So we actually brought them in. And so we had boxing all underneath one roof. Um, and then that was for about a year and a half, two years. And then of course, COVID hit. Mm -hmm. So um, that quickly changed our business model, right? Of, okay, what are we going to do to progress now? Because everyone started leaving and the bills still had to be paid and, and all of that. So um, I guess the business model quickly shifted to, you know, I started reaching out to other, other gym owners and personal trainers and fitness coaches and stuff. And, you know, a lot of them were shutting down. We were able mm -hmm. to sustain and stay open, um, you know, because we, we were just able to. And uh, so I actually started talking to some of them. And depending on, there was a bunch of people that actually, once they found out of the me reaching out to people to see if they wanted to come in and started renting space for me and whatnot and use it, a lot of people were like, hey, I want to jump on that. But one of the things that was big about our facility is the mindset and just the energy that people bring in. So there's a mm -hmm. lot of people that say they're one way, but the energy kicks off a different way. So yes. um, it was kind of hard to bring in different partners and whatnot, but uh, you know, we found a good group of people that we all had the same energy. Mm -hmm. And so what we started to do is we have a total of five different companies now that operate out of United Sports Academy. Um, there's an Olympic weightlifting, there's a soccer academy, we have our sports performance, we have a mobility coach, and we also have our boxing coach. So mm -hmm. all of us operate under one roof, and rather than each individual company owning their own business, or not business, but building and paying mm -hmm. anywhere from $4,000 to $10,000 a month in rent, not including utilities, right? Right. Um, now we cut down their costs. You know, they pay us a monthly rate and that's it. And they get to operate their own business as their own business underneath United Sports Academy. So right. it, was, it was actually a, a win-win. Um, similar to what we were talking about before, right, of putting in the hours. So when I was running just mm -hmm. Kate Fitness and I was doing all the sports performance training, I was getting burnt out because you're training, 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 training. And then running a business, running a business, running right. a business. It's mm -hmm. just like overwhelming, right? So yeah. yeah. So now we have other sports performance coaches and I'm kind of just doing more one-on-one -on -one, um, with specialized athletes and stuff. And mm -hmm. I could, the way I, I tell people is I feel like the primary care physician, right? And, <laughs> you know, someone comes to me and says, oh, I need to work on my, my Olympic lifts. Perfect. I got Coach Aaron who can help you out with that. You know, mm -hmm. and I referred them over to him. Oh, I need to work on some mobility stuff. I got Coach David Musa who can help you with that. So refer them over to them. So there's, but you know, it kind of benefited everybody. Um, and I, I just like it. And my mind is a lot more calm now. I'm not all stressed out. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, and at the same time, you know, we I get to see everybody make an impact in people's lives and stuff. So it's, it's right. pretty awesome. So yeah, that's, that's how amazing. our business structure is now. And it seemed to work out. You know, me and my partner are both happy with the way everything is working out. We're getting help with our rent from that aspect right. of it. And we're still making profits off of our clients moving forward. So Right. Yeah, exactly. It works out for everyone involved, essentially. So that's yeah. great. And it also takes some of the things off of your plate. Like you said, you can kind of relax a little bit more now because you don't have to focus on quite so many things at the same exactly. time. So that is very helpful as well. Now, this is, I'm very interested in how your memberships work for one and then on the other side of that, how you're acquiring new clients, like are you acquiring them as a whole? Do you advertise as a whole? Does everybody advertise individually? How does that work? Yeah, so we advertise as United Sports Academy. Um, and the way that, that the memberships work is each coach is responsible for their own, their okay. own clients. So mm -hmm. I didn't want to get all into the mix with all of that. You know, we charge them a monthly rate. This is our, our rental mm -hmm. fee and this is how much it costs to rent space here. You know, right. and they pretty much have full access to the whole facility. So, um, yeah, so when I say, like, they run their own business, they truly run their own business underneath United Sports Academy. Okay. And, yeah, like, even if they come in to me and I refer them over to, you know, the weightlifting or the mobility coach or or whichever coach I refer them to, I'm not getting a kickback from that or anything, which I'm, I'm totally fine with because I'm getting, mm -hmm. you know, I'm getting them as a long-term tenant renting space from me. So, right. you know, and vice versa, sometimes they'll see, see what I'm working on and, Hey, how can I get some sessions in with that coach? So we kind of refer with amongst each other, which mm -hmm. works out. Um, yeah. So I know a lot of people are telling me like, Oh, well, you should get a kickback if you're coming to you and you refer them out. But mm -hmm. sometimes it's not all about the dollar as long as my bills are getting paid and, you know, right. I can yeah. continue living, you right. know, so, yeah. For sure. So as far as getting new people in the door, attracting attention as a whole, are you doing any type of paid advertising through like Facebook, Instagram, Google, anything of that nature? Or are you more referral-based, word of mouth? How does that work? Yeah, honestly, we are more referral based um, because we're a sports performance facility. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we post a lot on social media, you know, all the coaches do. And I know that gets out there, but as far as paid advertisement, we really don't do much of that. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it is just referral. So we have our range of clientele ranges from youth. So we get a lot of youth referral, of course, because when one we train one kid, you know, parents on the team, oh, wow, that kid is moving really good. What is he doing? And right. so that, that word just gets around. So, yeah. Um, and then it goes all the way up to pro athletes. So, you know, if a pro is doing well in their sport, they refer us over to another buddy of theirs on their team or whatnot. And, yeah. you know, so that, that's how that's working. So we don't do a whole lot of paid advertisement though. Okay. And then, so do you provide incentives for people to refer within your facility? Like, do they get like a free month if somebody comes in because of them or anything of that nature? Um, every coach is different. I know I do, 
you know, True. Okay. someone brings <laughs> yeah. in a client or something, I could give them a little kickback or, or yep. a free session or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, everybody runs their own business and I don't tell them how to run it. So, you know, if they're getting referrals and they don't give anything to their clients and that's, you know, right. that's how they run their business. So, right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now as far as growth goals and goals over the next six, six months to a year or so, is there anything specific that you're really focused on within the business? Yeah. So right now, since our, our client base is mainly athletes, um, we're looking to grow in the market of the general population, right? Mm-hmm. But to kind of keep it within the athlete, athletic realm, what we're trying to do is um, we're we actually in the process of becoming a DecaFit affiliate. I'm not sure if you're familiar with DecaFit. It's a, it's a, how do you say it? It's a sub company of the Spartan, Spartan race. So okay. there's a new, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a new thing that they have and it's called DecaFit. So we're in the process of becoming a DecaFit affiliate and that's, it's a competitive nature, but it's for general population. It's not so much for the athletes. So it's like for the weekend warriors and stuff like that. Right. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what we're looking to add into our regiment now. So now we could get into that, that market of the general population. Okay. So, all right, so general population, but more so like kind of a specific training. It's yeah, not just yeah. like a general fitness or like general weight loss or anything like that. It's more so it's targeted toward a specific goal, essentially. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of like a, like a CrossFit mindset or CrossFit setup where they have mm-hmm. the CrossFit open. So DecaFit, they actually have competitions across the U.S. They actually just had one last week in Spain. And so, you know, so it's not mm-hmm. even just the U.S. It's actually going global now. Yeah. So, you know, so you train them for these races and they qualify to keep climbing up the ladder and stuff. But yeah, if you don't, cool. don't want to compete in that sense, then you could get your own DecaFit mark, you know. And so you try to improve on yourself every, every time yeah. you test out. So that's, you know, which is kind of like an athlete, you know, you're always competing. Mm-hmm. So right that that's what i was looking for you know something like that versus you know just getting on the scale yeah i cut you know 10 pounds or i drop whatever so right you know yeah just being in that competitive nature so definitely yeah something to drive you a little bit yeah further, exactly yeah awesome yeah all right and is that that's something that you're going to be adding into your specific portion of the facility exactly yeah. Okay. So that'll be that'll be under the Kate Fitness portion of the facility. So mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. All right. So one thing that I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could snap your fingers and improve one thing in your business right now today, what would that be and why? Wow, that's a tough one. It's a tough uh, one, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say Honestly, one thing that we're we're lacking, and I'm sure there's something out there that can help us, is systems. You know, mm-hmm. when I say systems, because of the way that the structure is, yeah, it's a little could be a little chaotic at times. You know, especially if I'm not there because I could direct and I could do this right. and that. But without a true systems in place, and if you're not there, it's like okay, it's who's running what and who's 
-hmm. you know, because like I said, everyone's running their own business, but we still need a director to direct everything amongst everyone else. So if I could snap my fingers, you know, and have something put into place as a systems diagram of, you know, this is the way everything flows. Even though you're running your own business, this is the way everything flows into that. So um, it's just, I guess, finding the right system that can put all of that together with the the model that we have. So it's, it's not a, it's not a common model, you know, that's global. So when I talk to other um, software companies and stuff, they're like, no, we don't have anything that would work with this right now. So right I'm like okay well yeah it <laughs> let, is let me uh, try to figure this out so <laughs> right yeah uh, I mean it's for sure it's a little bit outside of the box but um I'm sure that you can eventually find some ways to get some systems in place to make things run maybe a little bit more efficiently there's definitely a lot of moving parts there a lot of things to kind of keep track of and pay attention to so i'm sure that that can get difficult at times yeah no definitely so yeah Alrighty. so now another thing that i always love to ask is if you could provide a piece of advice for somebody who is considering opening their own facility what would that be the first thing I would ask myself is why? Yes. If it's because my passion is to help people make changes in lives and and do this, then I would suggest just being a trainer, you know, not going into the Mm -hmm. business side of it, because if that's what your true passion is, is training people and seeing the progressions and stuff like that, then I say stick with that. Because once you become on the business side of it, or you open up your own business, now you got to worry about the bills and everything. And instead of giving your client a hundred percent of the time that they're paying you for, you might be training a client, but if you're running a business, you know, maybe 50% of that is like, Oh shoot, I need to do, I got to take this call or I got to get on this call or I got to mm-hmm. worry about these bills that are getting paid. Or did I renew my business license? Did I do this? Did I do, you know, exactly. all the other stuff yeah. that comes along with being a business owner. Now that takes away from the true passion of training a client. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing with me, you know, like I said, my passion is just training people and making an impact in people's lives. So one thing was before I was the actual business owner and just training people, I mean, there's tons of kids that I would train and I know they, they didn't have the money to come and train with me. And so the, the dad would call me, Hey, my son's not going to be able to make it. We can't afford it this week and this and that. Don't worry about it. Bring them in. You know, Mm -hmm. now when you become the business owner, like I want to help everybody, but I can't because I got to pay the bill. So, Mm -hmm. you know, so it becomes a little different before I was like, eh, not a big deal. You know, just throw them in the group and it's not that big of a, you know, one, one unpaid session isn't going to kill me. So, right. But as a business owner, now it's a little bit different. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's, that's why I say, you know, find out what your true reason is for opening a gym. And if it's because you love the business side of it, maybe that's where you kind of go towards hire the coaches, right. Um, mm-hmm. to, to train people. If you love the business aspect of it and still right. make an impact in people's lives. So, yeah, but to be both, it is tough to be it the is, coach for sure. and, and the business owner. So, yeah, it's yeah. a lot to balance. And like you said, like you didn't get into 
owning your own gym because you loved business or you loved the business side of things. It's because you love training. Um, yeah. And then the business side of things kind of comes in later, like kind of happened for you. It was like, oh, there's all of these things that I have to pay attention to now that you don't necessarily realize in the beginning. I think that happens to a lot of gym owners after yeah. opening their facilities. So Exactly. Yep. Very true. <laughs> yes. And then once you get into it, it's like you realize that there are all of these things that you had to do. And like you said, it kind of distracts from your training because maybe you're on the floor training a client, but you're thinking about a hundred other things that need to be done at the same time. So it does, it can take away from the passion of what you're doing because there are so many other things that you become responsible for. So definitely a good piece of advice. If you like training, <laughs> keep training. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Or find a facility like mine that you could just rent space from and run your own business where you don't have right. to worry about, you know, paying, you know, the rent every month where it's just, okay, Hey, I give them a percentage or I give them a flat rate and that's it. Not mm -hmm. worrying about the utilities and everything else that comes along with it. So, right. You know, exactly. that, that's a, that's why our business model kind of worked out for a lot of these trainers is it took away from that. Oh, cool. I get to run my own company and build my own brand. And I don't have to worry about the headaches of all this other stuff, you know, exactly. renegotiating the lease, renegotiating this yes. or whatever. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a good setup for a trainers who are kind of like in between that, you know, yeah, exactly. would like to have their own thing, but maybe don't necessarily want to go all in with both feet. So that's yeah. a great setup for them. Awesome. All righty. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? So we have multiple uh, handles. So one is uh, Kate Fitness um, Laverne on IG and also United Sports Academy Laverne on um, IG. So, and within both of those, actually, we have our link tree where you could see every, every company that's associated to us underneath the awesome. United Sports Academy. So. All righty. Perfect. Yeah. Well, it was great having you on the show today. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, yeah. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Of course. Alrighty, Milo from Cape Fitness in California. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there. We'll catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.